Hello again, all the listeners to uh, this podcast. This is uh, Landy's Taiwan Diaries, and welcome. My name is Celia Lundman, but most people just call me Landy. In today's episode, I was thinking to talk a little bit about the recent history of Taiwan, because I'm sure there are many people in the world who know about Taiwan and they don't quite understand how is it that uh, there's always these problems between Taiwan and China and and why are the people nervous and so on. So I thought I'll just recap for you what happened since uh, like 1895. In 1895, the Japanese actually colonized Taiwan. And the Japanese uh, were here for 50 years, from 1895 to 1945. And then after the Second World War, when Japan lost the Second World War, they had to give Taiwan back to China. So from 1945 to 1949, the Japanese were not here, but China then administered Taiwan, and there was a provincial government here. Then in the meantime, on mainland China, Chiang Kai-shek and his nationalists were fighting a civil war against Mao Zedong and the communists. And the communists had superior numbers, and um, they won the war. So what Chiang Kai-shek did is, in about 1949, he and his government fled to Taiwan and they set up a, a, a government here and they said we are the Republic of China the communists in China they are illegal and the communists in China Mao Zedong and they said we are the People's Republic of China so then on, on China you have the PRC People's Republic of China and in Taiwan is the ROC the Republic of China and both said we are China and Chiang Kai-shek actually said to his soldiers that came over with him, he said, don't mix too much with the locals, because soon we will go back to China. We're going to attack and take China back. So um, nowadays there are very few of those old soldiers left, because it's many years later. But many of them are still single, because they didn't actually get married. Then, so from after 1949, the ROC is now on the island of Taiwan. And uh, the political party, Chiang Kai-shek's political party, is called the Kuomintang, which is uh, shortened as the KMT. And they were in charge here, and they, they ruled with an iron fist. It was basically martial law. People were not allowed to, to travel freely uh, abroad. And um, it was not a particularly happy place. But one thing that, uh, that they did do is they changed the country from an agricultural uh, economy to an in, uh, industrial economy. People who are... A little bit older, will remember many, many years ago, many small things, toys, were all made in Taiwan. Just like nowadays when you, when you look at something like a souvenir you buy, even in London, it will say made in China. In those days, it always said made in Taiwan. But Taiwan has moved up a step a little bit from these, um, from these uh, manufacturing these little toy things and, and, and uh, gifts and so on. Anyway, in the meantime, Taiwan was basically a one-party state. The Kuomintang was in charge here. But there were other parties that were trying to, to come up, and they were basically illegal. And in 19, if I remember back, it was 1996, in the middle 90s anyway, Taiwan had their first chance to vote directly for the president. Up to then, the government just appointed the president. He was the leader of the Kuomintang. So they had their first uh, presidential election, and China was not too happy with that. They even uh, fired some missiles that crossed over Taiwan and landed in the sea on the other side. And uh, since then, Taiwan's democracy has grown. And um, early in the 2000s, the opposition party actually won the presidential election. And 
the opposition party is called the DPP or the Democratic Progressive Party and after eight years of their rule then the Kuomintang which is so here in Taiwan they have the two colors the blue party and the green party the the green party is the Democratic Progressive Party which was always the opposition and then the Kuomintang was the blue party the Kuomintang got in power again and after eight years the green party won again so at the moment uh, as we sit here and talk the Green Party has now been in power for the last six, seven years and is now actually the biggest party on the island. And uh, the Blue Party, the KMT, is now the opposition. So that is the situation. Now, when the, when the Blue Party was in power here, the world said, now hang on, what's going on? Which one of you is China? Because you say you are the Republic of China. China says we are the People's Republic of China. And until the 70s, the world actually uh, recognized Taiwan as the real China. Taiwan was in the Security Council of the United Nations. Taiwan had the seat in the United Nations. Taiwan's team was China when they went to the Olympic Games. It was, uh, China was not really recognized. But then the, re the world realized China is just too big to ignore. So slowly but surely, countries started to change their diplomatic recognition away from Taiwan or the ROC then and to China. And uh, the big, once the big countries left, Taiwan was left only with some, some smaller countries as, as diplomatic allies, I must say. And many of them islands in the Pacific and so on. And in the last few years, Taiwan has, has lost even more because the party who is in power now leans more towards official independence. Even though Taiwan is functioning as an independent country, they can't really say we are the Republic of Taiwan because then... China would not accept that because China always said they wanted Hong Kong and Macau and Taiwan back. And Taiwan, of course, is the biggest prize, so they will not give it up so easily. So for many years, these, these two Chinas have existed. But now you have a younger generation of Taiwanese people who don't particularly care so much for China. Even though they share the language and a lot of the culture, they don't really feel like they, they want to go back to China. They are more t towards the independence-leaning DPP. And that makes China very nervous. Because in the old days, when the Blue Party was in power, they could also get away, always get away with this uh, little understanding. They said, okay, there's only one China, and the two of us just have different interpretations of it, right? And they said, right, yeah, so let's continue the status quo. But now, when the Green Party took over, then... Uh, they were not going to go for that. They were pretty uh, sure which direction they are going. And that has made China even angrier. And that's where we are at the moment, where China is really trying to isolate Taiwan, taking away quite a few of their diplomatic allies. Because as you can imagine, China is extremely powerful, rich. Uh, they, they, uh, they can invest in poorer countries and so kind of buy these diplomatic allies away from Taiwan. But... Um, yeah, like I say, that's that's a situation at the moment. Some people in Taiwan are nervous. I've lived here many years. I'm not particularly nervous. I'm not scared that tomorrow uh, China will uh, invade us. But there are people who are scared of that. Uh, the reality of the of the fact is that Taiwan is much more isolated now than it has has been since the 1970s, when the when different countries switched diplomatic recognition. They can't, for example, I'm pretty sure people who read the news have seen that they are not allowed to, to join the meetings of the World Health Organization. Of course, they were, when um, 
recognition changed to China, they actually offered Taiwan. They said to Taiwan, "Okay, now China is going to take over your seat in the United Nations, but you can have a you can still be here as Taiwan." And unfortunately, in those days, the Kuomintang said, "No, we are China or nothing." So they lost their chance there. And some of you might also have noticed that when the China, the Taiwan teams compete in international competitions, they're not known as Taiwan; they're known as Chinese Taipei. Same story. When China took over as the real recognized China in the world, their team went to the Olympic Games as China, and they said to Taiwan, "You can join as the Olympic Committee of Taiwan." <laughs> and they said, "No, we will not do that. We will be the Olympic Committee of China or nothing." So, they lost that chance to be recognized as Taiwan as well, and now they have this ridiculous name of Chinese Taipei, and that's how they have to compete. So life goes on. Some people are not too happy. But in reality, Taiwan is functioning, and probably the most prosperous it has been throughout its recent history. And、uh, let's hope that things can, rather than deteriorate, stay the same. Because everybody who lives here loves this place, and we don't really want to go anywhere else. So I hope、uh, that gives you some idea of why things are like they are, especially politically. I didn't want to get too political with with、uh, opinions and such. But why is there this problem between China and and Taiwan, and how did that come about? I hope it's a little clearer for you. Maybe next in the next episode we will talk about something happier. <laughs> so I was thinking, for our next episode, we will take a look, and I will talk, even though it's not particularly happy. <laughs> but I was thinking I can talk to you a little bit about the weather, especially typhoons, and then also earthquakes. And、um, well, that's something you experience here a lot. So until then, goodbye.